day of shooting, we picked the most difficult set ever. Smoke, mirrors in every direction. Love it. Welcome to Twilight. You're listening to Another Bite of Twilight, a podcast where we look back on our obsession with the Twilight Saga and continue to freak out ten years later. Hey guys! Happy Twilight Tuesday! Happy Twilight Tuesday! <laughs> and this episode is gonna air on Kristen Stewart's birthday, I think. No way! Is it April 9th? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so happy birthday, Kristen Stewart, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. I'm Melissa <laughs> Duffy or Mel. <laughs> I'm Kelly Anderson or Kel. And this is another bite of Twilight. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Mel? I'm good. I, I've been having a great week. That's so nice. Yeah. I've been having a pretty good week, too. Yeah. No. Which is big complaints. No, me neither. No crying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I usually cry once a week. <laughs> me too, probably, at least. No. I, I feel like I cried happily about something. Oh, really? Oh, the Twilight documentary right? yeah yeah we'll get to that in the end i cried about twilight but that was fun. that wasn't like a bad cry and i cried about my brother he just won this uh, crazy um march madness uh comedy thing he does stand up and that's amazing he yeah he used to be so shy he literally was diagnosed with selective mutism growing up mm. and now he does stand-up comedy it's his passion and I saw him last night perform, and he was like, oh, I'm probably going to get out in the first round. Uh, like, I feel bad that you're coming because, you know, you might only see me go on for a minute. And he won the whole thing wow. of 128 people. <gasps> so it was crazy. I, I, I was, like, jumping up I and wish down. I went. What the heck? I told yeah. you I want to go. But he didn't want to bring that many people because it's based off of um, how many people laugh. So if oh, you bring too much, right. it makes it look like you're right. it's just because you're friends are there you're right you're right i know you're right <laughs> that's a quote not from twilight but from when harry met sally which is one one of our favorite movies yeah <laughs> we could have a whole podcast on that as well <laughs> do you think when harry met sally is like a generally recognized good movie yeah i okay, think so good because at my work people were talking about movies and they were kind of talking about I don't know, Tarantino kind of movies. Yeah. And then they're talking about superhero movies, and I... Someone else said 95% of superhero movies suck, and I thumbs up. Thumbs up. It, this was online. This was on Slack. This yeah. wasn't even real life. But then someone was like, <laughs> oh... You gave yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw Kelly thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> That's not really a verb. Uh, that comment... Kelly's lurking, what do you have to say? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not really that into them, but I think there's some exceptions. And then this guy said, oh, well, what are your favorite movies then? Yeah. And I was like, I couldn't say Twilight. I'm sorry, I'm ashamed. What? I didn't I thought that Twilight. they know you they as do the Twilight know, girl. They do know, but <laughs> I guess that guy doesn't know or something. Nobody brought it up. So then I said when Harry met Sally, but then I suddenly was very self-conscious because the whole conversation was, like, a lot of guys. Like, I was yeah. kind of the only girl in it. Yeah. And they were all talking about very masculine type of movies, and so then I suddenly was embarrassed. Yeah. Even though I 
Here's the thing. Even though I'm proud to be a Twilight fan, especially now more than ever, yeah. sometimes I just don't want to get into it because yeah. I, I don't want to have to, like, fight people on it. It's like, just exhausting. I get so passionate about it that yeah. it's easier for me. Like, I don't acknowledge it at work because I am too afraid of someone criticizing me. Yeah, because then it will be an entire conversation that you have to get into. Yeah. No, if you say, my favorite movie is Twilight, probably no one's gonna just be like oh cool and then you know what I mean yeah exactly it's always gonna yeah. turn into a conversation my boss he's like in his 20s his name he goes by well I'm not his official name is Edward that's his real name wow and I keep debating do I bring it up do I say that I'm team Edward <laughs> that might be like I'm you coming should, on to should. him <laughs> so I keep well he is into um true blood mm. so I keep Thinking, he is. I should say, it. I isn't that show not on anymore? Or he was back in the day, I think. Because but he brings it up still. Yeah, well, he because we were gonna go to this conference in the yeah. place where True Blood takes place, which is some like, uh, not a huge mm-hmm. city. And he goes, if you don't know, that's where True Blood takes place. So mm-hmm. he has to watch it to know that. Yeah. Cool. So cool. if he's into vampires, I might, you know. And he's into vampires. Vampire series that isn't on the air anymore. Yeah. You have something in common. (laughs) I should have mentioned it there. One of these days I'll work up the courage. But I'm just afraid because I get so passionate about it. If someone someone is really mean about Twilight, I want to be like, you just don't like it because you want to hate on it. Because you're sexist because you don't like things that teenage girls like. And you just don't understand and you're lame. I just like to say agree to disagree. And then someone. Oh, like, that's mm. good. I wonder if I should watch True Blood. Yeah, people always recommend vampire things to me. Mm-hmm. So today we are here to discuss a Twilight book, but it's not New Moon, <laughs> which would make <laughs> more sense because we did review Twilight. We're going a little bit out of order, but we just read the short second life of Brie Tanner. And we're going to dive into that and talk about how we feel. But first, we have some Twilight news I think we have to get out of the way. Yes. It's big news. So a story that's been making the headlines this week is all about how Robert Pattinson has revised his thoughts on Twilight. um, Yes. Based off an interview with USA Today. It's crazy. Because everyone loves to say that he hated Twilight and... Yeah, no one hates Twilight more than Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Common meme. Which, you guys <laughs> shared your opinions on that on our Instagram, which is awesome. We love, like, reading all the comments. What did people say? People mostly said that they don't think that he would hate his role, mm-hmm. but that he probably is sick of being mm-hmm. asked about it all these years later. And, yeah. you know, he wants to do other work that sets them apart. And I get it. Like, actors get so stuck in iconic roles so often that, like, it probably is discouraging. Yeah, totally. And it would kind of annoy me if people were still asking me about yeah. my job from years ago. Yeah. Like, what? I don't work there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> just keep talking to me about TJ Maxx all the time. <laughs> or, like, people always talk to you about, like, 10th grade or something. Yeah, they think that's all you ever did. What was it like having that teacher? (laughs) (laughs) That must have been so great. Yeah, that class. What? I've done (laughs) other things since then. (laughs) I'm not the same person anymore. (laughs) Yeah, that must... I was was with my parents last night, actually, and I... We were watching some Twilight things on YouTube, 
even though I gave that's it up awesome. for Lent, but yeah, gave up YouTube. But my parents were putting it on, so I feel like doesn't count. It was voluntary, <laughs> but. There was this stupid fake video that said, Barbara Pattinson concerned about Kristen Stewart. And my mom said, oh, click on that. I was like, no, mom, that's not yeah. real, obviously. Like, that's just some, people just took pictures. Yeah, exactly. And made up a fake story. <sighs> yeah, so he must get sick of that kind of stuff. But anyway, so he talked to USA Today. And I'm actually reading this from a secondary article, W Magazine. You know how magazines yeah. recycle other people's yeah. actual work. Um, but they say, to recap, back in 2011, he called fans, quote, crazy for using their fandom to define themselves. I feel like that's projecting a little. I don't think, did he actually say that? Um, people like, they just, just used like, the crazy yeah. one word. And yeah, then the exactly. rest of the sentence wasn't his quote. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this week, however, he said, it seems like with younger people in their late teens, early 20s, us, us, it's sort of become quite a hip thing to like. It's fast. It's a fascinating second wave of people appreciating it, which is kind of cool. I think when anything becomes a massive phenomenon, there's always people who get annoyed because it's just everywhere. But now it seems like a retro thing. The soundtrack, the fashion, it's like, oh, that's so late 2000s. And then he said he admitted he watched New Moon just the other day and didn't immediately change the channel. It genuinely does have an incredibly good soundtrack. I completely forgot, but the soundtracks were quite ahead of their time, he said. And then W Magazine admits, which was true. He told USA Today that the fandom is actually lovely and sweet. And freaking <laughs> W Magazine in parentheses says question mark and then question mark exclamation point. Like, what is with their weird commentary? Yeah. They're like so judgmental. Um, lovely and sweet, now that the mania has calmed down a bit, people come up and just have very fond memories of it. It's a really sweet thing. I think the only part was right in the thick of it all, when it was very, very intense. Now the intensity has died down, and it's just very warm memories, he said. Obviously, it would sound much better in his British accent, but... Yeah. You're stuck with my voice. There's so many articles that are based off this article, like, it's in... Yeah. Everyone covered the story, even People Magazine covered it. And so many of the writers of these articles are so judgmental. They're so snarky. And they're like, one person for um, Jezebel oh. said, Jezebel. I wish that Robert Pattinson hated it as much as me. Or, or something like, I got so much enjoyment out of him hating it. And Shut up. Yeah, it's just so like... This was written by Andrea Park, by the way. She hates Twilight. Yeah, her <laughs> loss, honestly. <laughs> But I never thought that he hated it. I think that both him and Kristen Stewart hated the fame and were just really overwhelmed yeah, by it. low-key people. Yeah, I mean, they both have done really kind of small movies since then. I just think they don't really like being famous and didn't like people screaming and stuff. But yeah, I think that people who aren't as obsessed with Twilight as we are haven't seen like, every single Robert Pattinson interview mm -hmm, ever, mm -hmm. know that he's super sarcastic. And he is. With, he says he would mindlessly hate it or something. Yeah. He says so many Which, things that aren't true. Mindlessly hating, to be aware of that means you know it's, like, a joke. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, especially by saying mindlessly. Like, who, who's 
anyone who's an actual hater wouldn't say I mindlessly hate it. Yeah, exactly. He knows that people are mindlessly hating it. Yeah, 100%. And he knows that people hate it just because it was so big and it was everywhere. And we know that he got so into the role, especially in the first movie, that he, like, became like antisocial and wrote in journals and stuff and was trying to be like a method actor or something yeah obviously he didn't hate it if he got so into it yeah people are stupid people just can't people really (laughs) because i know so many people so many guys because i went to emerson college which is like a film school (laughs) and so they all can't wreck like reconcile with loving robert pattinson as an actor in movies like good time and now high life which they're so excited about they are yeah like um, I didn't know that. I'm excited about it. And they can't reconcile that with also him being in Twilight and not wanting to be yeah. a fan of, you know, something that teenage girls like. That's like the guys at my work. Same mm-hmm. channel. It's for some reason mostly all guys talking about movies and then I kind of pop in. But they were talking about Cronenberg, that director, and oh. then they were ranking all of his movies and comparing lists, and they were like, Cosmopolis was pretty good, that Robert Pattinson guy, no, they said that Twilight guy, and then yeah. someone was like, Pattinson was actually pretty good. It's like, and oh. They have to say actually yeah, he was actually good, because he was good. in Twilight. Actually, Did he you was, see Twilight? He was, he was good amazing. as in Twilight, yeah. <laughs> Come on. He blew me away in Twilight. He's so good. Um, Ugh. Yeah. But I think that's so cute that Robert Pattinson watched New Moon the other day. Can you imagine? Okay, also... Like, was he just sitting there in his kitchen yo, or something? I said oh. this I said this to you when you sent <sighs> me this article today. I think he listens to the podcast. I really <laughs> do. No, I'm not even kidding. Because we have had two episodes on the soundtracks, and we briefly mentioned the fashion, how we want to talk about it. We're in our... You're right. Early 20s. Unless we're just great lines, great minds think alike. Maybe he came to this conclusion himself. Someone in his life must know that we exist. Yeah. Maybe someone listened to it and then mentioned it to him. Yeah. Oh, people, you know, are talking about the soundtracks and fashion. If you're listening, Rob. Sorry, we were (laughs) so awkward and just squealed about you watching. (laughs) Yeah, keep listening. Sorry, we also mentioned looking for you in LA. (laughs) Oh yeah, don't listen. Don't listen. We were really trying to find you. Okay. Also, um, what was I gonna say? No, we said we said if we saw you, we weren't gonna even talk to you. So it's kind of yeah, exactly. (laughs) We weren't gonna bother you. Don't worry. It's kind of crazy that he says it's a second wave of Twilight for people in their late teens, early 20s, like us. I've been on this wave the whole time. I know, seriously. I've been so worried. I've already said this on the show, that one day you're not going to like it anymore. I've been worried. This. I'm so happy that we both have consistently loved yeah. it this whole time. Yes. I feel like in college, when I'm at one point, and this was a moment that kind of took me back. Someone, One of my friends said to me, I feel like you're not a Twilight fan. It's just a part of who you used to be. Who said that? I, f- I really don't remember. And I kind of... I stopped you? in my tracks. And I was like, I don't know. Like, is it just something I'm holding on to from the past? Since starting this podcast, I can confirm it's <sighs> taken over my life yeah. now more than ever. I'm so obsessed. I think I. it's weird. I think people change, but also some sometimes I really do feel like people don't change yeah sometimes i read my diaries from so long ago and i'm like wow i'm just 
becoming the person I've always been. (laughs) That's depressing. (laughs) No, but, like, did I tell you this? That there was this part where I wrote about, like, oh, I like being home when no one's home, when my parents and sisters aren't home. I love being home alone. Maybe someday I'll live alone. And, like, now I do, and it's weird. It's like I always knew that part of me. I just wasn't acting, or I didn't really have the option because I was, like, 14 but yeah sometimes I'll read a line from one of my old diaries and I'm like yes this speaks to me and then I realize that I wrote it (laughs) this speaks to me (laughs) maybe part of it's like you are you when you're a kid and then you kind of like cover it up as you get older yeah I don't know I do think that I do think people can change yeah in certain ways I it's I go back and forth. In college, my obsession with Twilight was a little bit suppressed because there was nothing new coming out about it, and there was, like, yeah, nothing to get excited about. But this podcast makes me so... Like, it's on my mind all the time. I dream about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I only had small moments in college, really. I mean, like, there was this girl... Nadia, we talked about it a couple times, and I got super excited every time we talked about it because she used to love it, too. But, yeah, it was still, like, used to love it. Then I remember my roommate, Stacey, watched all the movies in one weekend, and I was so happy. I was like, oh, my God, what do you think? (laughs) I was, like, so excited. And then I went to Washington. I didn't go to Forks because I don't know why, but that really, yeah, got I don't know. I never really stopped. Yeah. Because on rainy days, we would always text each other, like, oh, it's like Twilight. 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 Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Enough chit-chat. Let's get, well, we're going to keep chit-chatting, but we're going to (laughs) start chit-chatting about Short Second Life of Brie Tanner. Yes. So, this was both of our first time reading it. Why had you never read it before? You've claimed to be such a big fan of Twilight. (laughs) You claim to be such a big fan of Twilight. I know. We had that freaking Twilight facts yeah tumblr we never read it um okay the reason i never read it i feel like it's similar to you i just didn't care yeah about brie tanner i wanted midnight sun i just wasn't really interested and i kind of was like oh maybe someday i'll get around around to it but i never did and then my friend sarah who i think might be listening to this if she's not then she doesn't know I'm <laughs> talking about her. She lent it to me because I mentioned that I had never read it before. And she said, oh, what? Take mine. So we both read her copy. So thank you very much, thank Sarah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So why didn't you read it? Um, same thing. <laughs> yeah, I was bitter that she didn't publish Midnight Sun and um, I didn't want to support her. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's really just I... What I love about Twilight so much is Bella and Edward mm-hmm. and the Collins, and so I thought I wouldn't really care about a story that has to do with such a minor character. But with that being said, reading this was very interesting. It was really interesting. Maybe we didn't want to support Stephanie in a weird Midnight Sun boycott, but I wrote in my notes that each book donated $1 to the American Red Cross. Oh, it did? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think I knew that. And I wrote, nice, dot, dot, dot. I and was, ironic. Oh, yeah. I, see there. <laughs> I don't know why we're ironic. I guess blood. Blood, like, yeah. Oh, that's blood so nice. kill people, but I don't know. <laughs> um, I was just kidding, Stephanie, if you're listening. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, we're so fake. 
<laughs> but we're I think you guys know we're also being real when I say yeah. we're being fake, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, we just tell like it is. Yeah, <laughs> and then we take it back. <laughs> Who um, wasn't upset that Midnight Sun didn't come out? Exactly. Who isn't upset that it's still not out? I mean, come on. I know. I want that on my bookshelf. I want... To know what the picture would be, you know? It would just, it would be so cool to own. Oh, yeah. The next thing I wrote, this is getting, like, this is before the story Mm -hmm. even starts, that it's dedicated to Asya Muchnik and Megan Hibbett, and I wrote, who? And then later, I was like, okay, why don't I just look that up? So I looked it up, and Asya was the senior editor of Little Brown. Megan Hibbett, don't know who that is. But wow. For some reason I was curious. <laughs> I applied for a job at Little Brown. Wow. And I wrote in the cover letter how much I love Twilight. For her back. Oh. <laughs> then there was a foreword by Stephanie Meyer. Yes. Did you write anything about that? Um, I didn't, but basically in it she talks about how this story was born from her editing Eclipse and mm-hmm. then because when she's writing Eclipse and yeah. she's you know, has the blinders on and she's only in Bella's perspective. But mm-hmm. then editing it, she started thinking about, you know, the character that Bella sees in Brie and what yeah. her life might have been like. It was slightly weird to me. It almost felt like she was defending it or something. Or yeah. not defending, but she felt like she had to explain it. It yeah. was kind of a long forward. But whatever. Something about this book that really made me think is about how we always talk about how Twilight... The stakes aren't high enough because no one dies. Yeah. Some of the darkest and saddest parts of Twilight belong to all these stories that we don't get to hear. That's so true. Because people are dying all the time in the Twilight series. Yeah. All these vampires that were turned into newborns, they all lost their lives. They were created just so that they could be bodies like, think about Riley Beer's family, all, of, all those people. All yeah. of their lives just ended. I mean, what Victoria did in turning all these vampires is kind of like a mass murder. Seriously. She knew they were all going to die, and they all go missing from their families. They mm-hmm. all had lives. Like, they all had stories just mm-hmm. as important as Bella and Edward's, mm-hmm. and they're just completely cut short, randomly. And it's so sad because people actually all the time in the Twilight series, you're reading this and you know that people are dying from these vampires who... I know. Um, it's messed feed up. Feed on humans. But those stories you don't hear. So it was kind of nice to focus on Brie Tanner. And it was. To, like, step outside Bella and Edward's yeah. story. And I feel like I should say for anyone listening who hasn't read it, or my mom, who probably doesn't know... <laughs> Who, what we're talking about. The story is in the perspective of Brie Tanner, who's a 15-year-old who was turned... So this would take place during Eclipse. Yes. If you don't remember, in Eclipse, there was this guy, Riley, who was being kind of, like, controlled by Victoria, who's the Collins' enemy, and they were making an army of newborn vampires to kill the Collins, basically. Yeah. And so Brie Tanner's one of the vampires in the army but she's actually like an innocent girl with a conscience and a good heart she's not that innocent because she she does kill people she kills people yeah but she i think knows 
something wrong is going on and well we'll get into that yeah she doesn't want to be you know how there's all those other guys that are, are beating each other fight. up yeah. and they're like ripping their arms off and she's, stuff like she's not part of that she's very weary of why they were created yeah. and she's kind of shy yeah and she's very observant mm-hmm I do wonder if Bella and Edward ever feel guilty that their love story <laughs> caused so much havoc on so many other people's lives. <laughs> I feel like Edward might. I don't know if Bella does. I don't think it's ever crossed their mind. All these people who were created into newborns, their lives just ended as an indirect result of them being together. That's not their fault, though. Exactly. That's totally Victoria's. Yeah. I think Edward thinks about that kind of stuff. I mean, he was really beat up about his past killing murderers like you yeah. know he was like oh i'm terrible like okay give yourself a break edward but i feel like <laughs> i just feel like bella has i mean maybe she thought about it for a second but well we didn't get told that but yeah <laughs> I mean, she tells us everything <laughs> I know. so my major overarching note about this book just as a general general takeaway is i was struck by how immature the writing style was yeah it was very casual very childish and i was confused about why that was i was like oh is it because brie is younger but i was like oh well bella was 17 that's only two years older i don't see why brie's inner voice was so informal like there were so many times when it sounded like stephanie was just typing verbatim what a teenager would say which i think she was trying to do on page six, she says, This Diego guy wasn't like the others. He was kind of dot, 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 calm, I guess. Like, that's not dialogue. That's, like, yeah. her just talking. Like, yeah. who, who says, I guess, in in a prose? Prose, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I wrote this little note. Usually stories and children's perspectives are actually their adult self retelling it, but Brie never grows up, so, like, maybe that's what it is? I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. But it wasn't in present tense, so it's like, uh, I don't know what this is supposed to be. It's, like, very interesting. Where is, like, the space between Stephanie and Brie? I don't know. Wasn't Brie a, um, a high school dropout? She was living on the streets and stuff. So it might also be, there's not a huge age difference between Bella and her, but Mm -hmm. intellectually. Yeah, I guess Bella read a lot of Shakespeare, like, for fun and stuff. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Do you think it was intentional? Uh, I think potentially. There was, not just with the writing style, but a lot of the words that she used. Yeah. Like, Oh my god. Her and Diego. So Diego is this guy who's also a newborn and they have like a little fling, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'll get into that in a second. <laughs> but they have their own it's not a secret language, but they always call each other BFFs and mm-hmm. like ninjas. Oh yeah. It just seemed a little it was cute, but it kind of seems like a someone older thinking about how teenagers talk today or something, yeah, I know you know. What you mean. There was this part where she described something as trippy. I was like, what? (laughs) Oh, I'll say something's trippy. No, but I just, I thought it was, again, in prose. It wasn't even dialogue. I thought that was just such a weird description. Yeah. I know people say trippy, but it just seemed so informal. And it was, I mean, Twilight isn't like that. Like, those books are not like that. So I was just weirded out by it. Mm. Or Brie called things dumb or stupid a lot. Yeah. Which is just... Not really descriptive. Yeah, it wasn't super descriptive. 
I thought it was interesting that they kind of like purposefully drink from like bums or like alcoholics and e- druggies and stuff. Do they purposely? I thought they don't like to. Oh, maybe they didn't. Oh, but I thought that they did because I think they don't like the way they taste, but also they did because people wouldn't notice that they weren't Oh, missing. yes, 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 yeah. I don't understand. I wrote this quote for some reason, and I don't even understand the context, so I wish I gave more context. It's, hunt the dregs. It was the same way he chose us. Meals and gods both coming from the dregs. Oh, so it's, don't, because they think of themselves as gods and serve vampires. Um. Don't take people who people will... Oh, okay. Notice oh, so they gone. were dregs. Yeah. But now they think they're better than the other dregs. Yeah, yeah. The oh, ones that they're I drinking. See. But it's interesting in the film, I don't remember if in Eclipse the book, Riley's parents are looking for him and yeah. his picture is all around town. I think Riley was an exception, though. Because, yeah. Well, I only remember the movie. I haven't read the book in a while. But remember, Edward was like, think about it you're from forks Forks. you know the area yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah who's the bum in forks (laughs) you know everybody it's a small town (laughs) what's i did wish that we knew more about brie tanner's backstory though yeah why didn't she say much about it well it's because this is a problem with the series is stephanie many times says that when you become a vampire, your human life is very blurry. Mm. But it seems like Bella remembers her human life perfectly, and she's still very <laughs> attached to her parents and things from her human life after she becomes a vampire. You're so right. But all these other That's people weird. are just like, they returned a couple weeks ago, and they barely remember it anymore, and yeah. they don't care. That's so true. And why do some vampires, they just lose their humanity once they're a vampire, but Bella and... The Cullens, why do they have a conscience still for human life? I don't know. Well, I think, well, to both of those points, I remember in Breaking Down the Book, Bella describing the way her old memories looked, like it was kind of faded and stuff, but she definitely still felt attached to Charlie and everybody. As for the conscience thing, I almost feel like it's only because... She was prepared for it. They were prepared, and I think that... Carlisle, like, trained himself to be who he is, and then he turned a lot of them and kind of brought them into his lifestyle, so I think they just, like, never really got the chance to be savage. Someone with the username Dreams of Twilight commented on our post about if we sympathize or hate Riley. Yeah. And they said, I feel so bad for him. He had just as much of a chance to be a good vampire as Bree did if the Cullens could have helped him out. Hmm. What could the Cullens have done, though? They didn't really know this was going on until it was too late. Yeah, I don't th- I don't think the Cullens can take anyone else on into their <laughs> coven either. Like, that would just be too obvious. Yeah. Um, but if good vampires did take mm-hmm. him on, like, they could train him true what did you think about on the topic of riley's character in the book yeah brie tanner yeah like did you trust him he says all these different things yeah he lies all the time and i didn't know if he lies 
knowingly or if these are lies that or Victoria yeah if he didn't him. know yeah so there's this whole part where he tells the vampires if they go in the sun they'll burn and they all believe it and they hide in the dark in the basement mm-hmm. and they're super scared and brie thinks that people that don't come back people who don't make it out of the sun died but then she kind of realizes later that the sun actually doesn't affect them and it dawns on her that those people probably just ran away. They didn't burn in the sun. They just escaped. And so, yeah, I didn't know if Riley knew that. Yeah. Or if he was also just manipulated by Victoria and genuinely thought these things were true. And then to fight the Cullens, mm-hmm. he says, well, there's only four times of year, a year that you can come out in the sun. Yeah. And he says that the Cullens, that they need to fight them because... They are taking their taking their territory in yeah. Seattle. That's their territory for human blood, and they have yellow eyes because they're so old that their eyes have yellowed. I almost think he believed that. Yeah, and that they have a pet human. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he believed that. That was crazy to me. I think that was really intriguing to me, just about the different lies going on and her realizing what was true and what wasn't it was pretty interesting there's another character called fred who had a power to disgust and repel people and brie would kind of hide behind him when she was in the basement with all the other vampires so that they wouldn't bother her Wait, and <laughs> couldn't he also be invisible no i don't think he could be invisible he was just kind of was invisible because people wouldn't look at him. Because if you looked at him, you oh, felt, like, sick. Oh, I misread that. No, he couldn't turn <laughs> invisible. She would just, like, hide behind him on the couch. Oh, And okay. people would just avoid looking in his direction. But apparently he was actually good-looking, which was kind of funny. And I wrote, duh, in my notes, because, I don't know. I, I was wondering this whole time, because she never really looked at him, because it made you feel, like, grossed out. yeah. Turns out he's actually hot. So, yeah, she has this flirtation with Diego, and they kiss at one point. Yeah, and they say that the kiss sounds weird because their lips aren't soft. No way. What the heck? It was weird because then I was picturing all of the other kisses in Twilight, and I was like, is that what they sound like? It says, kissing doesn't sound the same with vampires as it did with humans. No soft, fleshy, liquid-filled cells to squish Yuck. against each other. Just stone <laughs> lips, no give. But what does that even sound like? I don't like? know. I thought it was kind of weird that they were together because he's 18 and she's 15. I know that's only three years, but... Why couldn't you just make him 17? Yeah, and I don't know. Just, I mean, I guess that would happen in high school, but it's still iffy to me. Yeah, I mean, I think that there is a huge difference between mm-hmm. 18 and 15 mm-hmm. at that age. Yeah, I mean, I think I did have friends, like, freshman year of high school that did date seniors, but I thought it was weird. And especially as a senior, when people did that, I'd be like, oh, what yeah, are you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, very weird. Stephanie, why do you always put yourself in these situations? I know. <laughs> I think she likes the drama. I think she likes the scandal. Yeah, I think All so. Right. I have to say, this Diego and Brie little love story, it wasn't developed enough for me. I wasn't into it. I, won't, I actually was more into Fred. Me too. <laughs> I thought it was very interesting. I know. I was honestly I invested her, in I him. wanted her to <laughs> run away with him. <laughs> Me too. 
I didn't care about their relationship that much. I didn't get... Cause Sorry to anyone who likes them. But. I don't think you have to see someone, but I didn't really see Diego, his presence at all. Yeah. And he I was didn't either. just there. And it never seemed like she was that into him. And then, spoiler, he dies in the yeah. end. Um, Riley kills him. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, she's so depressed about it, and she knows that she's going to be killed. And she doesn't even really care because she's like, well, whatever, Diego's dead. Well, I thought she was hoping, remember, they're they're on their way, they're running, they're running, they're running yeah. to Forks, that area, basically. I thought she thought Diego was going to be there. Yeah, remember? yeah. And then I think it was too late. So, yeah. I don't think she really had a choice. It might be she just found out, but she was but very... Did, but Fred escaped and she could have gone with him. yeah. And she was, like, waiting. She thought that she would bring Diego with her. Yeah. But I just feel like we didn't spend that much time with Diego, actually. Yeah. I didn't get who he was. Yeah. Personality-wise. He was too hyper, if that makes sense. (laughs) And then he was missing for a long time because he was killed. Yeah. But we think that he's the surveillance for them. That's what Riley said. Yeah. Yeah. Another lie. And Riley killed him. Because what happened was... Diego and Bree realized that you can actually go in the sun. Yeah. Didn't Diego tell Riley that? Yeah. There was also this big deal where they're like, should we tell him? Should we tell him? Yeah. And I didn't get what oh, the Oh, that kind of makes me think, actually, Riley did know. Because yeah. Because he killed Diego as, like, a punishment because he didn't want to spread the word. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So Riley did know that you can go in the sun, I guess. I mean, what's the reasoning for lying about the sun? They just, just to control them, I yeah. think. Yeah. Just to... Keep them there. It was a yeah. It was very culty. It was. It was very culty. And actually, and so much that you're kind of a part of it. You're like, do I trust Riley? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, as a reader, super manipulative. And on page one twenty seven, she said, and Riley was making this into some kind of solstice seasonal thing. And I wrote, so informal. But yeah, he was turning it into this weird ritual season thing like oh four times a year you can go outside and blah 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 the big thing i think in this book the biggest revelation is that the volturi knew about victoria the whole time yeah and they were rooting for her and that they were letting it happen i didn't know that <laughs> when yeah. I read Eclipse. We're not supposed I to. I guess we weren't supposed to, but I was like, what the hell? Like, the Volturi are letting this woman kill a ton and ton and tons of people. If you think about it, probably, like, hundreds of people died. Yeah, because, because of this. how many people are in this army? Like, 20? Yeah. And then, and then they're, they're hun- all killing they're people. They're hunting, like, every couple days, and it's crazy. And then I kind of don't get it, though, because I was like, why do the Volturi want the Collins dead? Like, I didn't know they wanted them dead. Yeah. Since when do they want that? I thought they wanted Edward and Alice to join them. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't get the Volturi's motive there. Me neither. Because they're rooting for Victoria, but they also know that this is creating so much havoc mm-hmm. and it's humans yeah. are catching on. So they say you have five days and then you have to attack. And if you don't, yeah, we're so going to put a stop to it. They want the Collins to die. And then, so this is crazy, when the Collins, you know, they beat the army, but then Bree's still there. Bree tells Edward through her thoughts, like, oh, the Volturi knew about Victoria, and I know this because I spied on 
Victoria and stuff. Yeah. So Edward knows this now. And never told Bella. And then I'm thinking, what the heck? This is, like, a very good reason to want to get rid of the Volturi now. It's like, they tried to straight up kill you. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't they do anything about the Volturi? The Volturi come and talk to them, and Edward doesn't even say anything. Yeah. <laughs> he never tells anyone. <laughs> That's vital information. It's freaky. I'm like, what the tell carlisle you guys should try to take them out like what the hell yeah and then i wrote in my notes i don't know why i said collins could be the new volturi but more peaceful you know why i think that the volturi might want the collins dead why is because they feel threatened by them because they are so powerful Mm -hmm. but their way of life is so different from them and they also don't want to join them so they think that there's this very powerful coven yeah, could almost overtake them. And in the last one, they almost do. They have so many people on their side against the Volturi. Yeah. So they see it as a threat to their power. I guess for good reason, because I was thinking, and maybe this is what the Volturi were predicting, that the Colons should get rid of the Volturi and they should be the new... Enforcers. Yeah, and police, whatever. Yeah, Royalty, because they, they have you know morals morals but yeah. then they also are peaceful so they won't be just like taking advantage Do of things think if the cullens were in charge then they would um say that vampires can't feed on humans maybe that's what they're afraid of yeah but they don't want to lose that aspect of being a vampire yeah i said i'm happy that the vamp the volturi are enforcing the laws here but they're still on victoria's side yeah i wrote here jane is lying what was I referring to when she talks to the Colin? Yeah, oh. yeah, I wrote, she's a lying bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Dakota Fanning. It is interesting in that scene when they kill Brie in the movie, mm-hmm. and she's screaming, and she's like, no, no, because in the book, she kind of accepts it, and she's like, okay, I know I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I think she says, like, I didn't make a noise or anything. I might be making that up, but it's very different. Yeah, she dies in the end pretty sad but i was like left wondering what happened to fred actually that was my last thought um one of our listeners mary she commented saying Mm -hmm. that she is wondering if there would ever be a sequel or something (laughs) with where's fred i know where is he what what are the last lines will you read them for us yes because it's always so interesting when you have first person how does the narrator die I'm just going to read all of this. That would be it. I still didn't feel afraid. My only regret was that I couldn't tell Fred more about all of this. He was going almost totally blind into this world full of dangerous politics and dirty cops and secret covens. But Fred was smart and careful and talented. What could they do to him if they couldn't even see him? Maybe the yellow eyes would meet Fred someday. Be nice to him, please, I thought at the mind reader. Take care of that, Felix. Oh, take care of that, Felix. Jane said indifferently, nodding at me. I want to go home. Don't watch the redheaded mind reader whispered. I closed my eyes. Another mm, thing is that why is she calling Edward a redhead? Because he is. No. Oh, okay. I was. I started reading New Moon, and I realized this. <laughs> this is why another thing why I think that Stephanie thinks that Bella's more intellectual than Brie because mm. Bella describes him as having bronze hair yeah and topaz eyes and brie says he's a redhead with yellow eyes so it's yeah. just so much more <laughs> yeah, right. basically brie's kind of dumb yeah she's a sweet girl but, but when i hear redhead i think ed sheeran yeah, yeah which yeah, yeah. isn't I, accurate ugh, i get it like we can't get 
every single conversation that Edward has, I would read that probably. Yeah. If I could. But I find it a little crazy that he never mentioned any of this. Yeah. In front he, of the reader. Like, even this Fred thing. What the heck? Like, it's kind Oh, of, hey, guys, there's, like, a guy up there. Yeah. That needs our help. Like, nope. Sometimes <laughs> that's, like, what boys are like. We yeah, are we just, were just talking about that. <laughs> yeah. As much of a gentleman as Edward is, he might have just let it slip his mind. He has so much in his head that maybe he just forgot about it. (laughs) But also, that's kind of Edward's downfall at times. He doesn't say a lot of things out loud. Like, when um, he knows that Victoria (laughs) is there in the first place and he sends Bella to her mom's for the weekend. He's selective about what he says. Why can't he just tell her the truth? You know, he doesn't want to scare her. But, mm-hmm. I don't know. He, he pl- plays with his cards close to his chest. Yeah, he does. I like that about him at the same time, though. Yeah. <laughs> it makes him intriguing. Yeah. Um, oh, he feels so real to me right now. I'm like, wait, Edward's not real. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I yeah, wish. that's so true about him. Oh, wait, that's a fictional character. Um, so, that's basically the book. I I have more to say. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, that's the book plot-wise. So when Carlisle and Esme confront Bree, mm-hmm. she doesn't want to fight, and she says, "No, please, sorry, I don't want to fight." And he says, "Me neither, child." Or something. <laughs> That's not verbatim what he said, but he goes, "We're just protecting ourselves." And then they're so sweet to him, and Carlisle's always calling her "child" and "young one." Yeah, and they're just so nice. They are. Ugh. And, you know, then she, she says she feels safer with them than she ever felt with Riley. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. though there's this weird part, I didn't get this at all. What? So, the, like, Carlisle and Esme decide that she surrendered mm-hmm. and they're not going to fight her. And then Jasper doesn't really believe it and he kind of wants to get rid of her. Mm-hmm. And then he walks her somewhere and says, close your eyes, close your eyes. And oh, yeah. I don't get why she had to close her eyes. I actually read this, like, a few months ago, so I'm trying to... I remember that. I couldn't. I was reading it over. I could not figure it out. Is that after the fight? Must yeah. Be. This is after... Oh, so maybe it's because he doesn't want her to see all the newborn bodies that they just... Maybe. ...killed. Because at one point, she says she, like, walked over a torso or something. He led me closer and closer to the muffled crackle of the flame, so close that I could feel the smoke brush my skin. I knew he could have killed me at any time, but the nearness of the fire still made me nervous. Sit here, eyes closed. Hmm. Follow the sound of my voice and don't open your eyes. You look, you lose. Got it? Like, he says he's going to kill her if she opens her eyes. Why? I nodded, wondering what he didn't want me to see. I felt some release that, relief that he was bothering me to protect a secret. There was no reason to do so if he was just going to kill me. This way. I didn't get it. I did Was it not to see Bella or something? I don't know, but, like, obviously she could have smelled there and she, like... She ends up seeing Bella. I did think it was kind of weird that she only hears the wolves. She never sees them. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jasper was just acting like he used to with the newborns back in his Civil War days or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I just, like, missed something in my reading. I did another thing about Jasper on page 159. The light wind gusted back in the next second, and I could see and smell everything. Jasper hissed at me furiously and shoved me out of my crouch and back onto the ground. It was her, the human, I'd been hunting just a few minutes ago. The scent my whole body had been focused toward. 
the sweet, wet scent of the most delicious blood I'd ever tracked. My mouth and throat felt like they were on fire. I tried wildly to hold on to my reason, to focus on the fact that Jasper was just waiting for me to jump up again so that he could kill me, but only a part of me could do it. I just thought, wow, Jasper has come such a long way that he's standing there. Yeah. Protecting Bella from someone who's about to attack her when in just the last book he lunged at Bella and yeah. he was in that position. He has. It's so sweet. So I was thinking more about the covering eyes thing yeah is that during the part when they're killing victoria and riley um isn't that off in the distance though i guess i don't know I th- that's the only thing i can think of they were like in case she cares about riley or i something. thought maybe it's don't the bodies but why would he if that was to protect her why would he say i'll kill you if you open your eyes I don't think it's to protect me. I don't know. Like, I don't get what the reason is. <laughs> if any of you listening got this, this. Yeah. I, um, I thought I got it when I read it, though, which is the weird thing. There was a part that was so funny to me. <laughs> oh, page 163. Bree is standing with the Collins as the Volturi walk, or as they're waiting for the Volturi. Mm-hmm. And Bella's there, and she's looking at Bella. And Bella looks at her with her brown eyes a little bit, but <laughs> she's also, like, kind of, you know, up in like standing next to Edward and they're kind of whispering and stuff like that mm-hmm. and the whole time Bree is thinking about how much she wants to drink her blood and then Bella just says shouldn't we move away from her <laughs> <laughs> and then Edward says we have to stay here they are coming to the north end of the clearing now <laughs> Bella just saying the obvious. Like, I know. Why are we standing next to this chick who wants to kill me? <laughs> Such a good point. Such a good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wait, why are we standing next to this vampire? I thought it was kind of funny, interesting more that when this is earlier in the book, when her and Diego go and follow Riley and they're up in a tree, I'm pretty sure, and they watch Riley go into a house. I'm pretty sure he's, like, having sex with Victoria. Yeah. Describing the sounds and stuff. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <sighs> Does she do that to manipulate him? So she makes Riley yeah. think that they're in love. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But really, she wants to kill. Just thought it was interesting. Bella because of James. <laughs> I asked this on our Instagram page because I was yeah. thinking this while I was reading it. Do you think that if roles were reversed and... James had killed Bella in Twilight, that Edward would have done something like this to the magnitude that Victoria has. I don't think he would do to the magnitude. I feel like he would just go in there and kill him. Do you think he'd kill just James, or he'd also kill Victoria, or he would kill Victoria to hurt James? Hmm. One, I don't think James cared that much about Victoria. I know. I mean, we didn't, again, we didn't get the whole story. We only get Bella's perspective, Yeah. Yeah, I know. James, James seems like such a casual dude. Would James do this for Victoria? I don't know. James also just totally ditched Victoria for this hunt. Yeah, exactly. Like the whole Bella thing, he just, like, bye, like, ran off to yeah. do this hunt thing. Yeah, It's his own damn fault he got into this mess and got killed. Yeah, 100%. I, she no, should have said something to him. I don't think Edward would kill James mate just to hurt james i feel like yeah. he would just go in and kill james i don't even yeah. i kind of don't get why i guess because they're more vulnerable like they they don't have a whole coven to protect them 
but I feel like Edward would just take it upon himself to man to man kill him. I don't think he would play his whole weird game. Yeah, I think he would definitely. I think he definitely would go after and kill James, but I don't think he would. Like if if they kill Bella, I don't think that he would revenge get Victoria. Yeah. For it's, no reason. It's so... Because James would be dead, so... It's so low of Victoria to try to kill Bella, who didn't mm-hmm. do anything to her. Yeah. Because she's such an easy target. Like, if you were really that tough, just try to kill Edward. That's what I'm saying. Like, why don't you just... He's I guess, the one that killed James. I guess she wants him to suffer. I'm going to read what some people said in response. Our listener... Annika, mm-hmm. who we last week called Maven the whole oh, episode. Yeah. Her username's Hey Maven. She commented, It's explained somewhere that vampires are so unmoving when they bond, it's a permanent thing. It's amazing to see this expressed in Victoria's story. The lengths she went to, destro- to destroy a mere human are pretty incredible. I think that underscores what I believe Edward would do if Bella were killed. When he believed that she was gone and he was the reason, he immediately and thoughtlessly seeks to end his own life. I absolutely believe he would have taken extreme measures to avenge Bella's death. Hell, he and his family killed over a dozen vampires simply to protect Bella. Mm -hmm. I don't think Edward would honor Bella's wishes not to avenge her. He barely listens to her much more minor requests, and I don't think his moral (laughs) compass is so strong that it would outweigh his rage and pain of losing a soulmate he waited more than 100 years for. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Okay, so, but, like, let's say, is this scenario, James and Victoria are still alive? Yeah. James kills Bella. I Then is I think J- Edward would only kill James. Yeah. I don't think he would kill James's mate as well. Yeah, like, first. I mean, Vic- does Victoria even want to kill Edward or just Bella so he can, like, live with the Do you tragedy? Think, yeah, and Victoria, she's such an idiot. You think you're going <laughs> to kill Bella and then Edward is just going to leave you alone? I do think that she created this huge-ass army, and, yeah, the Cullens had wolves on their side, but how did no one die? I know. Like, That's against... crazy. And it, they killed these newborns pretty quickly. Yeah. So it seems it in the book. It makes no sense. Yeah. The only thing that happened, Jacob got hurt. Barely. He broke his arm or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, someone should have died. Yeah, someone just, like, a Seth Clearwater or something. Someone on the, our side, or, like, the Cullen side should have died. I know yeah. that, like, obviously Bree dies. Like, yes, very sad. But yeah, someone on the other side should have died. Yeah, because that's just unrealistic that all of them died. It is unrealistic. Sometimes I felt a little lost as to what was happening in this book. <laughs> But that might have been because I read half of it on the plane from California, <laughs> which I can never focus. Even watching a movie or something, I can't concentrate. Really? There's yeah. nothing else to do on a plane. I don't know, but I don't know. <laughs> I think it's because I'm so uncomfortable. Hmm. And weird. I'm thinking, where are we? And hmm. can't wait till I get I off the like plane. I feel like I have very good focus on a plane. That's weird. Yeah. Agree, disagree. No. <laughs> it's not an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was also wondering, mm. you know how you can't turn a vampire, a child into a vampire? Mm-hmm. When are you old enough <laughs> when it's okay? Because 15 is still kind of a child. I guess old, I guess it's old enough. Maybe like after puberty? Yeah. <laughs> also. Weird. Oh. Oh, no, you go. Oh, then like the Collins are scared that the Voltori is going to think that they created Brie, which obviously like, I guess they... They think that 
They don't know anything about Victoria. Mm -hmm. But if they had to, couldn't they give their hands to Aro? I know he's not there. And prove to them that they didn't. I don't know. Yeah. They could. I, when I read this book, felt pretty disturbed when I was reading it. I felt a little uneasy. I just didn't like how, I mean, I know this is the fact of the world in this, this universe of the story, but... It was disturbing me how many people they were killing. It was, yeah. like, really upsetting me. And do you remember the part where they, like, threw the bodies? They went underwater and yeah. put them, like, under a dock thing. And I was like, oh, my God. It was just really creeping me out. I wasn't, like, scared, but I was just feeling really creeped out. And then I was thinking, why do they have to... I know we've talked about this before, a frenzy begins, but why do they have to kill people every time they drink them? Like, that's just... So well, wasteful. If they, don't, if they don't kill them, then you leave them alive and then they know about you. I know. You think you could, like, knock them out or something and then drink from them or I don't yeah. know. Yeah. The part in the boat, that really freaked me out. Should I read it? Yeah. She says, um, when it was over and there wasn't a heart left beating on the whole ship, I wasn't sure how many <gasps> people I'd personally killed. There were so many. Oh, my God. Didn't they kill, like, a whole boat yeah. of people? More than triple the number I'd ever had on a hunting trip before. Easy. I felt hot and flushed. I drunk long past the point at which my thirst was totally slacked. Most of the blood on the ferry was clean and luscious. These passengers had not been dregs. Though I hadn't held back, I was probably at the low end of the kill count. Raoul was so surrounded by mangled bodies that they actually made a little hill. He sat on top of his pile of the dread and laughed loudly to himself. That's so disturbing. So, yeah. And then they sink the boat, right? Yeah. How can you just kill that many people and get away with it? It's so disturbing. And that's what I think is interesting about this text is that it's a reality of this universe that we Mm -hmm. just don't focus on when we're reading about the love story of Mm -hmm. Bella and Edward. Yeah, it made me feel really uneasy. It's crazy that the humans wouldn't catch onto it that all these people are dying i mean i know even if like people go missing like one person goes missing once a month or something i feel people in a city they catch on and they know there's a serial killer Yeah. yeah but i guess these people a lot of them are people that no one would notice are gone except for this boat of people yeah what kind of boat is this like a cruise ship i got the feeling it was yeah, like a mini cruise ship or kind of one of those, like, party yeah, boat Yeah, things. oh my god. But that still fits a lot of people, like, yeah. fit hundreds of people. Something I don't understand about the vampires is how <laughs> could you kill something that you used to be? I know. That's so weird. Like, how could you kill a, a human and know that... <laughs> and not think about your human life and yeah, feel how? bad? Especially someone that looks like you. How? I know, that's weird. It's really sad. This... This book is really sad. I was sad that Brie died, and Mm -hmm. I know a lot of you guys were too. Mm. But someone has to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at least less humans will die now because that army, all those people are dead. Like, I know it's kind of sad the Collins didn't save them, but yeah, they were killing people. Yeah. But they were, I, I think they're just as much victims because they were killed mm-hmm. themselves mm-hmm. and they were taught to, I mean, when I guess when you become a vampire, you're so thirsty that you just need to yeah. feed on anything. 
My gosh. But all those people had lives. Like, they all had unresolved problems mm-hmm. and... Families and... Fa- yeah, and probably dreams and things they wanted <laughs> to accomplish. And it's really sad. It is. Because in Twilight, we get so caught up in this fantasy about how their story is going to last forever. And it's almost too perfect. So what do you think about the book overall? I enjoyed it, but mostly it made me really excited to continue reading the main series. Mm -hmm. I felt like the whole time I was waiting just to see the Cullens. And once I saw them, I was so happy. (laughs) (laughs) It was interesting. It's not something I ever really need to read again, but... Well, now I kind of want to reread it just for that covering eyes part. Yeah. I think I think it does make sense somewhere. I think we're just forgetting. No, I was reading it over and over, and I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that was weird the first time, though, so I don't know what it is. But I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I was surprised that I actually got into it. I read it really quickly for some reason. I read it in, like two or three days but it's it's really short I probably could have read it faster (laughs) yeah I was more dedicated but yeah I didn't think I was gonna like it at all and I actually was into it that being said though I I didn't like love the writing style I know it's like Bree's voice or whatever but it kind of bothered me how informal it was I don't know why and yeah like we said, wasn't that into Diego? I didn't really care much about him, so it wasn't perfect to me. I'm definitely not like, oh my god, favorite book. But yeah, I did get into it, and I think I there was this kind of momentum, like, oh, when are they gonna learn the truth, and when are we gonna see Victoria? And there was a lot we were waiting for. So yeah, and there was so much dramatic irony in that we mm-hmm. know. So yeah, much yeah, more yeah. than Brie does. And True. it's interesting watching her find things out and figure them out for herself. Because yeah. she uh, just kept saying the wrong things. Yeah. Like, oh, we know. She was trying to piece things together. Yeah. I think the whole thing with the eyes mm-hmm. is it was confusing because she doesn't know why her eyes are closed. And then mm-hmm. I feel like I have to be a little bit more familiar with Eclipse. Yeah. I haven't read it in a while. I need to figure this out. It's bothering me. Yeah. No, I was so, I was so confused. I feel like there was a lot of, it was kind of a cloudy story, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of things I feel like I couldn't really see, like, her relationship with Diego. Yeah. I, I just, I, their interactions felt very underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. There weren't a ton of descriptions. Yeah. Which, in Twilight, there's a lot. Yeah. But in this, I could, I didn't even really know what the house looked like they were, where they were, the whole geography around it was a little fuzzy yeah i don't know if it's because it was so short that Mm -hmm. and she didn't intend to write a whole big book that she just couldn't get into it maybe i don't know i didn't hate it but i didn't love it (laughs) (laughs) if you had to give it a grade what would you give it oh like a b minus i'll yeah i would do the same i think like i enjoyed it and i got into it but yeah. I wouldn't tell someone that they have to read it. I think B- minus is not a bad grade. Yeah. I agree. It's, wow. I'm glad that I finally got around to reading it, mm-hmm. though. So now we just have to read Life and Death, which we also Yeah, we haven't read that. <laughs> Do you feel like you got more into the second half of it? Because I feel yes. like at first when I talked to you about it, you were like, oh, I'm not into it. And I was like, oh, because I kind of was into it. But then it seems like you... Yeah, and I don't know if because I read the first half when I was on Mm -hmm. the plane. Yeah, I think I was totally environmentally influenced. (laughs) Because I remember I started reading it, 
in my bed at home Mm -hmm. and I read like the first 15 pages and I was into it but then I was reading something else at the time that was just like a sneak peek so then Mm -hmm. I restarted reading it (laughs) on the plane and that's when I was a little bit Mm -hmm. out of it yeah thank you Sarah if you're listening for lending us this book yeah (laughs) can we talk about the documentary yeah so one of our listeners her name is mickey and she sent us a link to a documentary on youtube it's about 25 minutes it's Mm -hmm. interestingly the documentary is listed as unlisted so you can only watch it if you have the link to it yeah why do you think that is i don't know like do they not want people i i would share the link on our social media i probably i'll post it to our facebook yeah good idea so you guys can see it this moved me mm-hmm. <laughs> i watched it last night with my parents oh you did which was cool but also a little annoying because they kept making comments yeah but yeah it was basically about the twilight forever festival in forks yeah which is every september which we've never been to no um, and i didn't even know about it until like this past year yeah me neither I thought that it was, but this year, I thought it was the 10-year anniversary, mm-hmm. so I thought it was something special they were doing. I didn't know they had it every single year. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This this documentary is making me cry, because I usually never like the things on the DVDs that are, like, the fans, and the fans, like, going yeah. crazy. Because this was such an authentic portrayal of the fan base. And it was cool, because it was fans who still like it years later. Years later. Because they recently made it. And basically the festival, I don't know if any of you guys have been to it, it's in Forks every September, and it's for for fans, and they go to Forks, and there's all these people there dressed up as the characters, and everyone there is basically a huge Twilight nerd, and there's, like, a dance, and events, and And little crafts people are selling yeah and people have made lifelong friends doing mm-hmm. this and Catherine hardwick went last year and there's like and think, stephanie has there's gone. like auctions and stuff and we have to go yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> like oh. we cannot live on earth where there is a twilight festival and happening every year not. and we're not going like that's Wait, wrong can we go this year we have to go yeah. I think we have, we to, have go. to go, and we, we have to. Yeah, I really want to go. Did you see how the characters stay in yeah. character? These people, if anyone's been in this is, like, redundant to you, I'm sorry, but um, these people have been going as the characters for years. Like, for they years. are them. Yeah. And they have, like, a monopoly on it. Like, no one else, I don't think people can show up dressed up as no. Alice. And like, a, there a, is an Alice. A lot of them brought bought the real costumes that they yeah. wear in the movies and spent, like, thousands of dollars on and them. And it's every, <laughs> every character, even, like, Alec. Literally everybody. Um, there's Aaliyah. I love when the... There's gr- everybody. When the girl was talking to the person dressed up as Jacob, and she's like, oh, so, like, do you live around here? And he's like, oh, yeah, I live, like, <laughs> down, uh, like the next town over. And she goes, oh, you're a local? So, like, that's awesome that you can do this. And he's like, yeah, I live on the reservation. She goes, you're really from the reservation? She goes, yeah, I live over there with my dad. He's in a wheelchair. And, like, and then she realized, oh, my God, he's in character. Yeah. Did you see the, well, obviously, the lady who moved to Forks yes. because she was obsessed with Twilight? Now she's the 
runs the Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, which runs the festival. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. I loved her. I loved her, too, because she was a huge fan, and her room was, like, all decked out, but she also seemed pretty level-headed. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, I'm not going to say, like, oh, my boyfriend needs to be Edward, because I know that's, like, not realistic. Like, she was a crazy fan, but she wasn't crazy. Yeah. This documentary spoke to everything that I have felt for Mm -hmm. the past 10 years, like, they talked about how a lot of people fell in love with Twilight, kind of out of, like, serious topics. A lot of people yeah. were struggling with something in their lives, yeah. and it made them feel happy, and it was an escape, and that's how I felt in middle school when, mm-hmm. like, my friends sucked. <laughs> <laughs> my friends sucked. Fuck you, friends. Why do you just put a different voice on? Really related to it, and I loved the part when the people in Forks, because... Twilight really revamped their economy. Yeah. They were doing really poorly during a recession. Someone and then, said they were one of four small towns that didn't go under. Yeah. Like a lady in the diner or something said, you know, this one person, one fan, she got permanent fangs because of <laughs> Twilight. And the documentary lady said, well, the Twilight vampires don't have fangs. And she goes, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I I think that even though the Twilight Vampires don't have fangs, it's still, like, part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. It's still cool. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. like the fangs. Yeah. I kind of wish they did have fangs. I don't know. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine how expensive that procedure is? Yeah, that's so insane. Just get, you probably get your teeth bonded, and they probably... That's nuts. I mean, it costs, like, $1,000 or something. Oh my gosh. The guy who he played, um, who did he play? He was in the Volturi. He said that he bought the costume for like $3,000. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. I could have gotten a new car, yeah. a lot of things, but this is worth it. Yeah. Like, there's guys that are like going to the festival every year. Like, they're super into oh, it. These are people. Yeah. And I started thinking more and more about it, and I was like, okay. This actually isn't that weird because, like, there's a Harry Potter theme park. Yeah. Totally socially acceptable to go to. I went to last went to it last year. Adults wear the robes. Like, people are all still into it. And even though Harry Potter ended so long ago. And even, like, Disney World, if you think about it, like, adults are super into mm-hmm. cartoons from, like, 100 years ago. And yeah. it's, like, okay that they go there and put on ears and stuff. And it's, like... Yeah, it's actually not that weird that there's, like, people that dress up like Twilight and go to Forks. Like, yeah. that makes sense to me. I, we need to do it. We need to do I'm it. I'm so mad that I went to Washington and didn't go to Forks. Yeah. It isn't super close to, like, Seattle and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can also... Plus, we did Vancouver. The yeah. Well, probably time. it's good yeah. that you didn't go, so that way you could go yeah, with no, me. If you went without me, yeah, I would have been so mad. Yeah, you would have. It's still, like, the places I did go in Washington still felt like Twilight. Yeah. Even though it wasn't Forks. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Forks is really capitalized off of it. Like, mm-hmm. because they didn't actually shoot any scenes in... I just thought that they did shoot at the real high school. Did they not? I think... They, they did. Shot exteriors. The sign. Yeah. yeah. But aren't, isn't nearby, can't you go to, where is it? I know that there's somewhere where they have, like, signs of where they filmed the wood scenes, and you can go to it. Isn't it in Oregon? Yeah, I think they shot mostly in Oregon. Well, maybe we could go there, too. 
Oregon. <laughs> or it's Oregon unless you're talking about the Oregon Trail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Caribbean. Or parts of the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why um, is that? I don't know. Me and my friends always talk about that, but we never thought about Oregon. <laughs> yeah, it's the Oregon Trail. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, they have, like, people made businesses out of it like bella's burgers mm-hmm. and i don't know what else I, but i think there's like a gift shop there too. yeah yeah so cool we have to go we have to go and we can go to la push yeah that would be so cool mm-hmm. and port angeles oh my god we can go there la push baby it's la push <laughs> am i supposed what did you say am i supposed to know what that means yeah <laughs> cool eight reservation and we're all going down there <laughs> i don't know that it's like big surf coming in yeah and i, I don't, don't just surf, surf the internet, internet. <laughs> there's a foam board he stood up once <laughs> reverse those two lines he stood up once and it was a foam board oh my so god so we have to go yeah let's look it up right after we record this it is kind of expensive all which sucks where do we stay too they have motels and stuff People mm-hmm. travel from all over the world to go I know. there. People, like, came from the UK. Do you see the part when the girl was like, I quit my job and came here. <laughs> and the interviewer said, oh, did you have to quit your job to come here? And she's like, no, I didn't have to. Like, hey, I just wanted to. <laughs> she's like, I also wanted to. <laughs> it's only a weekend. It's not, like, yeah. a big, long thing. Yeah, you definitely don't need to quit your job. <laughs> or maybe, I could see, actually, if you, like, you're like, oh, I took time off to come. You know, if you work in retail or something. Yeah. And your boss is like, no, you have to work. And yeah, then you exactly. being like, well, I quit. Yeah. I'm going to Twilight forever. I would tell if I was, when I take time off, mm-hmm. I'll say to my boss, like, oh, I'm going to a Twilight festival. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought it was hilarious when the girl who plays Alice said, my parents, you know, they're like, why do you still do that? Yeah. And she's like, I don't know, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, the part that really moved me about this is they address all the hate um, for Twilight. And one girl, it's the girl who plays Aro, Mm -hmm. who originally said she wasn't really a fan of Twilight. Mm -hmm. And then she saw Michael Sheen's portrayal of Aro. And then she really loved it. And she says, I wrote it down. This quote. She loves Aro. It became such a trend, you know? People were like, a better love story than Twilight. Hashtag stupid sparkly vampires. So it became kind of a bandwagon for people to jump on. We have a tendency as a society to absolutely hate, revile, and treat with vitriol everything that has to do with teenage girls. We hate their music. We hate their icons. We hate their fashion. We hate their behavior. We hate everything about them. And then somebody else said... Mm-hmm. who originally didn't like Twilight, but then, I don't know why he was at the festival, but he met his, like, girlfriend or wife. Yeah. There, he said, I think a lot of people are scared of liking something that doesn't safely fit into their view of what's good, and that's their loss. Mm. Like, they really address, like, how people just have loved to hate on Twilight. More, yeah. More than normal. Oh, my gosh. They talked about the whole Comic-Con thing, how someone hit a Twilight fan with their car. I didn't even know about that. I didn't know this. And... And the, the person nerds died. were kind of like, the, like they deserved it. Yeah, people were like taking joy out of the fact <laughs> that a Twilight fan died, and it's which is horrible. I don't feel like it's mean to say like, okay, they're there to be nerdy about something too. Yeah, like, exactly. They had their 
little fandoms and like masks on and stuff why is it any why is that okay but not twilight like what the heck i mean i kind of do see why it would be annoying because twilight isn't even a comic so i'm not even sure why it went to comic-con in the first place yeah then it totally changed comic-con forever because then suddenly like vampire diaries was going and then other movies but that's besides the point like that's no reason to hate innocent people and then justify someone dying. Yeah. Like, that's horrible. I'm not saying everybody so, said that. But I didn't know that. That's yeah. I didn't horrible. know that either. The girl who loved Aro and dressed as him, she was, like, cool to me because she seemed like someone who wouldn't like Twilight. Yeah. To me. Yeah. I almost felt like I knew her. I was like, that girl seems familiar to I me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, oh, do I know her? so cool. But, Yeah. I wonder if we'll meet her. I feel like we would make friends. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, that's... I loved going to the um, midnight premiere because mm-hmm. I felt like you're around so many people who just love the same thing as you. It's yeah. such a beautiful thing. And don't you think it also... It wouldn't be, like, we're competitive about it. Oh, my God. Would we go oh every God. year? <laughs> we have to go this year. At least once, yeah. I think we have to go. I think it's perfect timing mm-hmm. with this podcast. Maybe Rob will go now that he's turned around. Oh, he's in the <laughs> renaissance. Wow. I think he listens. I really do. Thanks, Rob, for <laughs> checking us out. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode. I don't think you probably read Brie Tanner, but... <laughs> you think Rob didn't read it? No, probably not. <laughs> Do you think that they re- all read all the books? Yeah. I think so. At least the four. Yeah. Maybe not Nikki Reed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get a vibe that she... <laughs> that she didn't read it. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> Maybe not Seth. Boo Boo Stewart. Boo Boo. What's Boo Boo up to? I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> One of our listeners is friends with his dad. Yeah. In real life. Random. <laughs> Can you get him on the show? <laughs> no, I just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just his dad. <laughs> um, we haven't even tried to really get anyone on the show. Yeah, I, I well, we sometimes I inbox. Um, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> on, on just on Instagram? On Insta, um, I inbox Taylor Lautner, and then I... If he didn't read it, I unsend the message because you can do that on Instagram. Oh, if, like you can unsend it. So I do that and then I resend the same. Message. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I didn't know you could do that actually. Yeah, it's awesome. Wow. In case you regret something, the most embarrassing thing I've done with something like that is there's this girl who I follow who I'm obsessed with. She's mm-hmm. just funny. She's not a celebrity, but she has a good amount of followers. Yeah, the Emily girl. And I was at a bar with my friends and we were dancing and I meant to take a story of us at the bar and being like, sing it along. <laughs> I was drunk. I just personally sent this video to her. <laughs> then what? But I didn't realize till the next day. Oh because my I was like, gosh. Had she I opened her video? Yeah. Like it, was, it said, but scene. she didn't answer. Yeah, she didn't answer. Did you say anything? Nope. Nope. So. Next week, we're going to be talking about Team Jacob. Jake. Jake, stop! Jake, stop! Jake, please! I'm so done. Jake? Jacob? Oh, my gosh! So, we're going to need you guys' help with this because Mm -hmm. we are so strongly Team Edward that we need someone to... Because we're probably going to miss some spots. You guys got to help us. But I think next week, we're going to try to... To put on our Team Jacob 
shirts over our Edward shirts, mm-hmm. metaphorically, yeah, because we don't. for an episode, <laughs> and try to see that side, and maybe admit to ourselves there are some good things about Jacob. We're gonna really challenge ourselves. <laughs> it's gonna be hard. We're we're going to be. We just have to take a look as in the open mirror as we can. Yeah, and admit that there are some good things about Jacob. Yeah, but let's not reveal too much. That's next time. But if any of you listening, which we have had some people reach out to us actually already mm-hmm. and shared some thoughts, and we really appreciate it. <laughs> and we really appreciate it. <laughs> Why do I feel so crazy right now? Um, I don't it. Really? I feel like just talking about Twilight makes me giddy. <laughs> right. I don't want to say bye. I know. I don't want to say bye. <laughs> but we have to. We're wasting your time. <laughs> I look forward to listening to this podcast when it comes out because Kelly edits it all. And then yeah. I just hear it for the first time <laughs> once it comes out on Tuesdays at work. And I'm always just laughing to myself. And then I think, maybe cut that out. That sounds narcissistic. But I always think people are going to walk by my cube and be like, what is she laughing at? Oh, it's literally just me. I laugh so hard at our own <laughs> podcast, too. I literally, oh my gosh, I was driving back to Chelmsford the other day listening to it, and I was, like, smiling from ear to ear <laughs> listening. I was smiling so hard listening to our podcast. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. Sometimes you text me and you're like, good job editing this one. And I'm like, what do you even mean? Well, if you add, like, if you, no, if you, if you add, like, a, a thing in... Okay. A sound effect. I feel like it's not even noticeable, but... No, I mean, people all the time say, I don't know how you could ever listen to your voice back. I'm like, oh, I listen to the podcast. Yeah, I feel like every time... Actually, having this podcast has helped me. Mm-hmm. I think I'm more comfortable with my voice now and also more comfortable with how I look on video, I think. We used to film it. We're not yeah. currently doing that, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm getting used to it. You yeah. know, like, you're, you can't do anything about it. Like, your voice is your voice. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're Elizabeth Holmes. Ooh, she talks like this. <laughs> I listened to the <laughs> podcast about that today. Oh, wait, there's a whole podcast about that? Yeah. Okay, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> there's a podcast about everything. I know. <laughs> there's a podcast about, you know, the um, Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum? Yeah. That, like, the art heist thing? There's yeah. a podcast about that. Oh, my God. There's one about everything. Cool. Makes me feel better. Well, thank you guys for listening <laughs> to the podcast yeah, today. And- We've eliminated <laughs> the need to take tubes and tubes. <laughs> she has like a she has like a catchphrase like, "No one should have to say goodbye too soon." Yeah. <laughs> I remember my uncle <laughs> and how much I loved him. <laughs> no one should have to say goodbye too soon. <laughs> Thanks for listening. No one should ever have to die. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Have a great day. Great night. Um, Au revoir. Rob, we love you. (laughs) Actually, Kristen, we love you if you're listening. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I love you both, but we got to plan a catch. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Have a great day. Love you. Bye. (laughs) Take care. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.
You can contact us at anotherbiteoftwilight at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at anotherbiteoftwilight. The music is by Traces. See you next time.